Welcome to Quantum Magazine Science Podcast. Each week, we bring you stories about developments in science and mathematics. This week, coders can now develop unhackable programs that are as reliable as mathematical proofs. In 2015, a team of hackers tried to take over an unmanned military helicopter called Little Bird. The hackers already had access to one part of the drone's computer system when they began the attack. All they needed to do was hack into Little Bird's onboard flight control computer, and the drone was theirs. At first, the group known as the Red Team of Hackers could have taken over the helicopter as easily as they could break into your Wi-Fi at home. But engineers from the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, installed a new kind of security mechanism, a software system that couldn't be hacked. Key parts of Little Bird's computer system were unhackable with existing technology. Its code was as trustworthy as a mathematical proof. The Red Team had six weeks with the drone and more access to its computing network than genuine bad guys could ever expect to have. But they failed to crack Little Bird's defenses. Kathleen Fisher is a computer scientist at Tufts University and a founder of the High Assurance Cyber Military Systems Project, or HACMS. She says the Red Team wasn't able to disrupt Little Bird in any way, and the result made DARPA realize it can actually use the technology in systems it cares about. The technology was a kind of software programming called formal verification. Unlike most computer code, which is written informally and evaluated mostly on whether it works, formally verified software reads like a mathematical proof. Each statement follows logically from the one before. An entire program can be tested with the same certainty that mathematicians prove theorems. Brian Parno of Microsoft Research says, you're writing down a mathematical formula that describes the program's behavior. Then you use some kind of proof checker to verify the program's accuracy. Researchers have wanted to create formally verified software for almost as long as computer science has existed. For a long time, it seemed out of reach, but advances over the past decade in so-called formal methods have pushed this approach into mainstream practice. Today, the U.S. military and companies like Microsoft and Amazon are researching formal software verification. Interest is growing as more vital social tasks are completed online. When computers used to be isolated in homes and offices, programming bugs were merely inconvenient. Now, those same small coding errors open massive security risks on networked machines and allow anyone with the skills free reign inside a computer system. Andrew Appel, a professor of computer science at Princeton and a leader in program verification, says in the 20th century, if a program had a bug, it might crash. But in the 21st century, a bug could create an avenue for hackers to take control of the program and steal all your data. He said the problem has gone from being a bug that's bad but tolerable to a vulnerability which is much worse. In 1973, Edsger Dextra came up with an idea for creating error-free code. 
He was staying in a hotel for a conference. One night, he woke up in the middle of the night and was overcome by the idea of making programming more mathematical. His writings from that night served as the starting point for his 1976 book, A Discipline of Programming. That book, in turn, helped establish a vision for including proofs of correctness into how computer programs are written. But it wasn't a vision computer science followed, mostly because for many years it seemed impractical, if not impossible, to specify a program's function using formal logic. A formal specification is a way of defining what exactly a computer program does, and a formal verification is a way of proving that a program's code actually achieves that specification. Imagine writing a computer program for a robot car that drives you to the grocery store. At the operational level, you define the moves the car has at its disposal. It can turn left or right, brake or accelerate, turn on or off at either end of the trip. Your program is a collection of those basic operations arranged in the right order so that at the end you arrive at the grocery store and not the airport. The traditional simple way to see if a program works is to test it. Coders submit their programs to a wide range of inputs to make sure they work. If your program were an algorithm that drove a robot car, you might test it between many different sets of points. This testing approach produces software that works correctly most of the time, which is all we really need for most applications. But this kind of testing can't guarantee that software will always work correctly because there's no way to run a program through every imaginable input. Even if your driving algorithm works for every destination you test it against, there's always the possibility that it will malfunction under some rare conditions and open a security gap. In actual programs, these malfunctions could be as simple as a buffer overflow error, where a program copies a little more data than it should and overwrites a small piece of the computer's memory. It's a seemingly harmless error, but it's hard to eliminate and provides an opening for hackers to attack a system. It's a weak hinge that becomes a gateway to the whole castle. Parno, the formal verification researcher at Microsoft, says one flaw anywhere in your software, and that's a security vulnerability. It's hard to test every possible path of every possible input. Actual specifications are more subtle than a trip to the grocery store. Programmers may want to write a program that notarizes and timestamps documents in the order in which they're received. In this case, the specification would need to explain that the counter always increases and that the program will never leak the key it uses to sign the documents. This is easy enough to state in plain English. Translating the specification into formal language that a computer can apply is much harder. It's the main challenge when writing any piece of software in this way. Parno says coming up with a formal machine-readable specification or goal is tricky. It's easy to say at a high level, don't leak my password, but turning that into a mathematical definition takes some thinking. It's hard to translate an idea you have for what a program should do into a formal specification that reveals every possible interpretation of what you want the program to do. It would be hard enough to write a program to sort a list of numbers. Now, imagine taking something much more abstract than sorting, such as protecting a password. What does that mean mathematically? Parno says defining it may involve writing down a mathematical description of what it means to keep a secret, or what it means for an encryption algorithm to be secure. 
These are questions, he adds, that many have looked at and made progress on, but they can be quite subtle. A program that includes its formal verification information can be five times as long as a traditional program written to do the same thing. This is because it requires extra lines of code for both the specification and the annotations it needs to reason about the code. The right tools like programming languages and proof assistant programs can help software engineers construct bomb-proof code, but those didn't exist in the 1970s. Appel, the computer scientist from Princeton, says there were many parts of science and technology that just weren't mature enough to make that work. So around 1980, many parts of the computer science field lost interest in it. Appel is now the lead principal investigator of a research group called DeepSpec that's developing formally verified computer systems. Even as the tools improved, another hurdle stood in the way of program verification. No one was sure whether it was even necessary. While formal method supporters talked of small coding errors becoming destructive bugs, everyone else looked around and saw computer programs that pretty much worked fine. They crashed sometimes, sure, but losing a little unsaved work seemed like a small price to pay for not having to spell out every little piece of a program in the language of a formal logical system. With time, even program verification's earliest champions began to doubt its usefulness. In the 1990s, Tony Hoare acknowledged that maybe specification was a labor-intensive solution to a problem that didn't exist, and his Hoare logic was one of the first formal systems for reasoning about the correctness of a computer system. Then came the internet, which did for coding errors what air travel did for the spread of infectious diseases. When every computer is connected to every other one, inconvenient but tolerable software bugs can lead to a cascade of security failures. Appel says what they didn't fully understand is that there are certain kinds of software that are outward-facing to all hackers on the internet. If there is a bug in that kind of software, it might be a security risk. By the time researchers began to understand how the internet threatened computer security, program verification was ready for a comeback. Researchers had made big advances in the technology that supports formal methods. This includes improvements in proof assistant programs that support formal methods, the development of new logical systems that provide a framework for computers to reason about code, and improvements in what's called operational semantics. This is a language that has the right words to express what a program is supposed to do. Jeanette Wing, a corporate VP at Microsoft Research, says if you start with an English language specification, you're basically starting with an unclear specification. Any natural language is inherently ambiguous, she adds. In a formal specification, you're writing down a precise specification based on mathematics to explain what it is you want the program to do. Researchers in formal methods also moderated their goals. In the 1970s and early 1980s, they pictured creating entire fully verified computer systems from the circuit all the way to the programs. Today, most formal method researchers focus on verifying smaller but especially vulnerable or critical pieces like operating systems. Wing says they're not claiming they'll prove an entire system is 100% reliable, down to the circuit level, she adds it's ridiculous to make those claims. The Hackums project shows how it's possible to generate big security guarantees by specifying one small part of a computer system. 
the project's first goal was to create an unhackable recreational quadcopter. The off-the-shelf software that ran the quadcopter was monolithic, meaning that if an attacker broke into one piece of it, he had access to all of it. So over the next two years, the Hackums team divided the code on the quadcopter's mission control computer into partitions. The team also wrote the software architecture using what Fisher, the Hackums founding project manager, calls high assurance building blocks. These are tools that allow programmers to prove the fidelity of their code. One of those verified building blocks comes with a proof guaranteeing that someone with access inside one partition won't be able to escalate and get inside others. Later, the Hackums programmers installed this partition software on Little Bird. In the test against the Red Team hackers, they provided the Red Team access inside a partition that controlled aspects of the drone helicopter that weren't essential, like the camera. The hackers were mathematically guaranteed to get stuck. Fisher said the Hackums team proved in a machine-checked way that the Red Team wouldn't be able to break out of the partition, so it's not surprising that they couldn't. It's consistent with the theorem, she says, but it's good to check. In the year since the Little Bird test, DARPA has been applying lessons from the Hackums project to other areas of military technology, like self-driving convoy trucks. The new initiatives are in keeping with the way formal verification has spread over the last decade. Each successful project encourages the next. Fisher says people can't really have the excuse that it's too hard anymore. Security and reliability are the two main goals that motivate formal methods. With each passing day, the need for improvements in both is more apparent. In 2014, a small coding error that would have been caught by formal specification opened the way for the heartbleed bug, which threatened to bring down the internet. A year later, a pair of hackers confirmed one of the big fears about internet-connected cars when they successfully took control of someone else's Jeep Cherokee. As the stakes rise, researchers in formal methods are pushing into more ambitious places. The DeepSpec collaboration led by Appel is trying to build a fully verified end-to-end -end system like a web server. The effort is funded by a $10 million grant from the National Science Foundation. If it's successful, it would stitch together many of the smaller-scale verification successes of the last decade. Researchers have built a number of provably secure components, like the core or kernel of an operating system. Appel says what hasn't been done, and the challenge DeepSpec is focusing on now, is how to connect those pieces together at specification interfaces. Over at Microsoft Research, software engineers have two ambitious formal verification projects underway. The first, named Everest, is to create a verified version of HTTPS, the protocol that secures web browsers and that Wing calls the Achilles heel of the internet. The second is to create verified specifications for complex cyber-physical systems, such as drones. Here, the challenge is significant. The programs that tell a drone how to move use machine learning to make probabilistic decisions based on a stream of environmental data. It's far from obvious how to reason about that kind of uncertainty or pin it down in a formal specification. But formal methods have advanced a lot even in the last decade. Wing, who oversees this work, is optimistic formal methods researchers are going to figure it out. 
For more of this story, read Kevin Hartnett's full article, Hacker Proof Code Confirmed, on our website. I'm Karen Chikurji. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to review this podcast in iTunes. For news, interviews, graphics, and more, visit quantummagazine.org.